right, welcome back to Brave Scoop, Braves Country. Whole lot better vibe this episode than there will be last episode. I'm Ryan, and I'm with my buddy Marcus. Marcus, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling a little bit better, more optimistic, but still a long road ahead of us, Braves fans, I guess you'd say. And uh, but you know, the last two series look real good uh, or look better. Uh, still got a lot of work to do, but still got a several games to go in October's right around the corner. So. Yeah, man, it was, uh, it was, it was a good week. Uh, really, really bad coming off of the, will we lose three out of four out of five to the Mets? I say four out of five. I believe it was. Yeah. It was just, that was a tough series. Didn't pitch well, didn't hit well, Heck, didn't even really defend well in that series, but coming into Boston, man, you really had to, you had to look at the, Red Sox, no offense to y'all, man, but y'all just are not that good of a team this year. And if you're the Braves, you kind of had to look at it as we got to win these two games and get back on track a little yeah. bit. Well, and one thing with Boston, too, you get, I mean, Boston's going to be Boston. They've always, you know, got a little bit of a swagger about them. And, and, and you know, they're not as good as they've been in the past, but they're still a, a competitive team and a very good league. Um, so, you know, the, getting those two wins were, were big for Atlanta, especially after a tough series. Yeah, I agree. You ready to run it down, man? Let's run it down. All right. So, the Boston series, game one, the Braves went 9-7 in 11 innings. Braves' bats came out early in the game, scoring three in the first inning, but could only muster two runs from the second inning to the ninth. Braves had Charlie going on the mound, who gave up five earned while punching out seven. Good news is he didn't walk, but one batter. The bullpen held the Sox to two runs, one being the ghost runner in extra innings, so I really don't kind of count that. Yeah. Uh, Orlando Arcia, man, had a big RBI double to put the Braves up in the 10th inning, but he pulled his hamstring coming around first base, which landed him on the 15-day injury list. Uh, with two on and two out, the Red Sox decided to pitch to uh, the Braves MVP candidate, Austin Riley, who gets a two-run single to put the Braves in front, and Tyler Matzik. Finally, looks like he's coming back into form, man. He closed out the 11th inning, not giving up nothing, and he was consistently hitting 95-96. Um, so, good start in game one. And game two, a little news early on in the day was, for uh, Braves fans, it was pretty exciting. Vaughn Grissom, the Braves' top prospect, got the call and replacement for Orlando Arcia. The Braves scored in bunches. This day, Marcelo Zuna starting it off with a big three-run homer over the monster. Kyle Wright looks sharp, but a little bit of arm fatigue. We'll get that in after the after this uh, run down a little bit. Kyle threw six innings of one-run ball while punching out five. His uh, velocity was down to about 92 miles an hour, but very good movement on all his pitches. He, he really dotted the zone and moved it in, out, up, and down, kept them off balance. But the storyline was not the pitching, man. In this game, it was the Major League debut of Vaughn Grissom, who went 2-4 with a two-run bomb over the monster. Uh, very good day at the plate for the rookie, who was a shot in arm for the Braves after just another – just a little punch in the gut when you got uh, – when you had Orlando go down. Um, Dylan, Dylan Lee, he suffered from some soft contact in this game, but then he gave up the big three-run homer to Pham. But the Braves were able to hold serve, sweeping the Red Sox in two games, winning the series three to one. Kirby Yates also made his return, recording one out. Some side notes, man. The Braves having a much better uh, plan of attack against the Red Sox. They did a better, uh, a lot better job of putting the ball in play compared to all the strikeouts in New York. 
and Braves pitchers. They were on the attack this series, only allowing four walks and 20 innings this series. What you think, buddy? So it makes life a whole lot easier. But I'm going to go back to the, the Vaughn Grissom. I think it's great, and this is going to sound really bad to begin with. I, I think he's got the tools, and I think he's got the talent. I mean, he shows he's got pop, got a little bit of range. Um, but I think it runs into just like Austin Riley a couple years ago. You know, does he come onto the scene and do some great things, and then, oh, crap, I can't hit the slider. You know, what what adjustments is, is he going to make uh, as a professional hitter uh, when these pitchers start figuring him out? So I'll, uh, we'll get into that more in the Marlins series, man. I saw some really good adjustments from that young man already. Yeah, and, and like I said, and pitchers still p- uh, figuring him out. And Absolutely. But what I like is, is you know, I, you know me. I'm, I'm an adamant of, of good pitching is going to be good hitting any day. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you're scoring runs – Man, that's that's hard to beat, and and being able to you know score the amount of runs they they did in the Boston series, I mean, it, it kind of exciting. A whole lot better at bats. Golly, yes. Um, I mean, it, it it you know seemed like in the Mets series, and and I think the Mets pitchers, like I told y'all, you know, last week were just really on key with their game plan. But it seemed like you know Braves had a little bit more of a game plan, uh, and when they found their pitch, they didn't miss it. No, they didn't. And, and, and Braves, you know, past couple of years have been kind of, I guess you would say, a team that, that relies on the long ball. Yep. And when they hit the long ball, they win. I, and, I mean, you know, they didn't, they didn't do that against the Mets. Uh, they didn't hardly hit the ball against the Mets, <laughs> let, alone, let alone the long ball, man. But it was – yeah, it was I, – I do the at-bats, man, were so much better. I mean – I think it was the first game against Rich Hill. Riley had like back-to-back at bats where he had like eight or nine pitches, fouled a bunch of them off, worked the count to three and two, and then he finally got a mistake and he didn't miss it. And I mean, that was going up and down the lineup the whole series. I mean, let alone two games against probably not like that great of a pitching staff, but I mean, at least making an adjustment and showing like, hey, we're going to be a whole lot better uh, hitting's. You know, our hitting's going to come a lot, come around a lot better than what it was in New York. And I know, and I know, Rich Hill's not in his prime, but no. uh, but he he's not a horrible pitcher, and he's a major league pitcher, and and you know having quality at bats against a major league pitcher is is tough, and 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 to have some you know really good at bats against um, Boston, I I think that's going to help help with confidence, um, yeah. you know, on down the road, and, and and hope to put together a little streak here going into this week. All right, you ready to run it down against the Marlins series, buddy? Let's do it. All right. So, game one, Jake Odorizzi laid yet another egg for the Braves in his second start against the Marlins. The Marlins only scored two off of Jake in four innings. However, that was not an indicator for how he pitched. He had very poor conviction once again behind all of his pitches and got behind nearly every single hitter. He racked up nine nine pitches after just four innings against the Marlins. Um, The Marlins are on a stretch of not scoring – Three runs in a game for nearly half a month now. I think after this series, it bumped it up to 15 games where they scored three or less. Jake was uh, um, he was pitching to the glove side, played a lot, Marcus. Like he would not go inside to right-handed hitters and lefties. All they saw was inside, so he was extremely easy for them to sit middle middle away if you're a right-handed hitter and just drive the ball to right field, which is why he allowed eight runs. I mean, uh, not eight runs, eight hits. Um, but 
you know, the Braves rookies come up big, man. Money Mike comes up big for the Braves, allowing he uh he scored on a shallow sack fly by Dansby and then drilled the game winning two run homer off the second deck in right field. Matt Olson also had a home run to right center field in the fourth inning. Braves win the game four to three. Game two of the double game two um of the series, game one of the double dip. The Braves battery mates were the key to the win in game two. Kyle Muller was absolutely fantastic through five innings. And by the way, he pitched with a broken right hand. He uh, he gave up a two-run homer to Aguilar after one too many off-speed pitches. But other than that, man, he was really good. He pounded this, every quadrant of the strike zone. Every single pitch, he was able to go in, in out, up, down off every single batter and uh, just kept them off balance. Looked really good. Chadwick Trump, the little catcher they called up from AAA, was three for four with two doubles and a single, three RBIs, and the uh, he was he's from Aruba. The Braves offense, uh, to he led the Braves offense to victory from uh, and with a little bit of help from uh, Olson with a home run and a clutch RBI walk by uh, Mike Harris. Trump also uh, played the game with a cramping quad muscle. He couldn't even hardly run the bases after his third hit. Uh, Ronald Acuna dazzled in right field, throwing out Wendell in the eighth inning to finish off any hope the Marlins had. Uh, the Braves ended up being four for 18 with runners in scoring position through the first two games. Not really that great, but a nice little side note was Kenley Jansen and Chadwick Trump, who are from the uh, little islands of the Netherlands. Chadwick's from uh, Aruba. Kenley's from Curacao. They were the first battery mates to ever pet catch and pitch in a big league game. So that was pretty cool. They made history in that game. And in game three, game two with the double dip, Ronald Acuna looks like he is heating up. He hit a 420-foot piss missile to dead center field. Ian Anderson escapes first inning trouble and then settles into the game going six innings of two-run ball. Aguilar hits another homer off really the only mistake he allowed. He um, only gave up one walk. Matt Olson continues to swing the bat well with his third home run in three games. Vaughn Grissom continues his hot start as well, man. Showing he showed out going two for four with a big two run homer. The bullpen was a little shaky in the ninth, walking the bases loaded, but Rosso Iglesias shuts the door down and secures the 6-2 win. The Braves going for the sweep in game number four. Another little side note, Ronald kind of came up limping on a stolen base attempt. They uh, took him out for precautionary reasons, but they said he's fine, just a little sore. And then the last game of the series, man, Bryce Elder was absolutely fantastic on the mound. Walked one hitter, which, I mean, the ump kind of missed the call. It was a 3-2 cutter on the outside corner of the blue mist. He allowed one run on a soft line drive by Rojas. The Braves' offense struggled in this game, man. They were one for eight with runners scoring position through the first seven innings. Riley also hit a 111-mile-an-hour line drive to short with two outs and two on, which kind of summed the day up offensively for the Braves. However, that wasn't the story. Money Mike on the first pitch in the ninth inning. Lefty, lefty, 99 down the middle. He goes right center field, no doubt, homer to tie it up. The Braves get two on and two out when William Contreras comes through with an RBI single to give the Braves a lead. A wild pitch extends it to three to one, which was more than enough for Kenley Jansen to lock it down in the ninth. The Braves sweep, and they manage a 7-4 road trip after a terrible start in New York. Um, what you think, man? Well, I, I was going to throw some more stuff out about Jake. I think Jake's got to realize, okay, you know, I'm a bottom of the rotation guy. Uh, possibly could be a long relief guy, uh, you know, once playoffs, you know, hopefully come around. But he's got to eat innings. Mm-hmm. 
and and he he's that guy brace have always had even through the 90s that one pitcher that he was probably going to finish the year 500 but he was going to eat innings and you were going to get at least you know six seven innings of, of quality baseball um every night it, even going back to to um uh, paul bird i mean he he, he started got to the latter part of his career with the braves and 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 you know he was maybe topping out high 80s but you know he was uh eating innings and saving bullpen and right. and and hopefully you know you, you really like I think, and just maybe it just be coincidence, but it seems like your fourth or fifth starter usually that Sunday afternoon when it's hot. And uh, you know, if they if they can eat those innings and just kind of help the bullpen out, uh, you know, that that helps the whole staff in general. And I think Jake's got to be that guy. Uh, you really don't want these young guys to be that guy because you really want the the uh, the Kyle uh, Elder, all them. You want them one day to be a front part of your rotation yep and and you know uh jake being a i'm not gonna say an older guy but you know a little bit more seasoned yeah. um he's just got to be that guy that, that that saves the bullpen i mean it's uh, it's i don't know what his issue is man um i watched that entire game and i was absolutely just dumbfounded by the fact that he was going to one side of the plate against an offense man who has not scored more than three runs in half a month. I just, you got good movement on your pitches. You got good movement on your cutter. You got good movement on your changeup. You got good movement on your sinker. And then you got a four seamer that can touch 94 on a good day. So if you move all that throughout all the quadrants, you are going to shut down that lineup. You might not shut down a good lineup, but you're going to shut down the Marlins. I mean, you stayed cutter away, four seamer on the outside corner. And then every once in a while you dump the changeup on the inside part of the plate. But, I mean, at that point, you're just spitting on that if you're the Marlins hitters because you're just looking out over the plate. And he was fortunate to only give up a few, a couple of runs. I think he gave up two runs. He was fortunate. He was in and out of trouble with those four innings, man. It, it was not comfortable if you were a Braves, Braves fan or a Braves player. Yeah, well, I, I think you took it – you you look at two things with him. One is a lack of confidence, and I uh, – very well could be, but two, and and this is my ignorance, not watching a whole lot, not paying attention to him a whole lot. What side of the rubber is he pitching on? And uh, you know, I, I've been in arguments with pitchers. You know me, I'm a pitching guy. Uh-huh. And you know, five six years ago, it was if if you were righty, you wanted to pitch on the left hand side of the rubber, which is fine. But then it's it's so much harder for if you're pitching on the left side of the rubber go back and throw inside mm-hmm. with any pop and uh, you know I was always an adamant of pitch if you're right you pitch on the right side of the rubber that way you can pitch inside effectively with with your velocity and open up a little bit later um, in your delivery or once you've planted your front, uh, planted your plant foot and be able to throw outside and so you know that's something we look at what side of the rubber is you pitching on and it, it, it might be by design. And if it's by design, it's not working. <laughs> um, it, but, I mean, normally, man, big league pitchers, I mean, you'll see them. And it really doesn't matter. I mean, shoot. Yeah. Prime example is DeGrom. <laughs> I don't think it matters what side of the rubber no. he's on. But, I mean, he is also a freaking unicorn. Yeah. I mean, he, he he's a whole other level of pitching. <laughs> <laughs> um, but – 
Braves offense, man, the one thing I will say that they need to improve on this from this series just on the outside looking in is runners in scoring position, man. They were not good, especially this game. I think they had one hit before William got that base hit. So they had two hits and plenty of opportunities. I think they stranded like 15 runners today. That's not going to get it done against the Mets pitching staff. No, and 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 I think to one, you you know, with the Mets Mets pitching staff, you're going to see a lot of velocity, a lot, and and you know, there's nothing wrong with hitting the ball to right field if you're righty. No, especially in this this type of series, especially if there's guys in scoring position. Which and they, and I think, I mean, they did a better job of hitting the ball to right field in all the last, I would say, six games after New York. But I mean, you got it's just some of the at bats today just didn't make sense. Um, you were, you got guys on and I think one of it was Riley. I mean, and Vaughn Grissom made, had one heck of an at bat, bat, I think had like a 13 pitch at bat and drew a walk and you're the MVP and you swing at a fastball up on the inner part of the quadrant on the inside part of the plate and pop it up like that kind of stuff. You, you just gotta, you can't do that. I mean, you got away with it against the Marlins, but. If you're seeing Jacob DeGrom throw 102 up and in on that quadrant, you better just spin on that and just wait for another yeah. pitch. Well, and, and and it goes back to hitters, you know, pitch selection and and and, and waiting on their pitch and, and grinding out at bats. And, you know, Riley's a really good hitter. He is. Uh, and, and uh, you know, you don't know what a, what a hitter's thinking at that moment. And, and – it might have been, hey, I'm fixing to ambush the first thing I see and see how far I can hit it. Um, and which, you know, I don't like that tactic as, no. as a coach. You know, I'm, I'm going to grind out at bats, and, and that's going to be part of my memories is, is a memory mm-hmm. uh, at, at the end of my first year coaching. But, um, you know, it, it's very hard to tell with, with major league hitters, and maybe he had some sort of scouting report that, that told him that he was going to get something else, and he was just – guessing i mean hank aaron babe ruth both of them if they were live today they would tell you they were the best guest hitters the game had ever seen and and uh, now with with all the information that hitters get with scouting reports uh, i mean yeah. it, going up there looking for something it, it, you know it, it seems easier but still when you're when it's a 98 mile an hour yeah. fastball if it's in or half of the plate you, you got to let that one ride unless you absolutely know it's coming <laughs> Especially since it was up near your hands, man. Like, yeah. he, like, you couldn't have painted a better pitch than that. But, I mean, <clears throat> this what Chipper always did, man, is he would he, he would get the scouting report, and in a certain situation, he would sit on that pitcher's best pitch, whether it was a slider, whether it was a changeup, or whether it was the heater. And he would, he would just wait it out until it came. But I, I guarantee you, he never waited on 98 up and in. <laughs> No, to try who to wants crush that? <laughs> you don't, you'll get like that's just something I think that you got to do a little bit better job. The Braves have to, they got to really hammer a game plan down, especially against sliders away. Man, that was a that was a big thing up, up against uh, New York last week. Was man, they just hammered fastballs and sliders away. Well, and 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 slider is you know, the, the pitch of the 90s was a change up, and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and throw out there the the pitch of the 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 2000s is, has been the slider because uh, it, it just breaks so hard so fast and, it, and it's so hard to differentiate between is it yeah. a fastball or is it a slider yeah and he, even if you do guess right the chances of you hitting it hard unless they hang it is is not real good 
No. And, you know, best case scenario, you roll over it and hit a weak ground ball somewhere. But I think the best way to combat that is, is you got to make sure these guys are getting them elevating the ball a little bit. So even if it is yeah. a slider away that here, here was my always, my thing always hitting against breaking stuff is okay. Or even to change up. If somebody's throwing a really good change up or a really good slider out of the zone away, well, you got to get, you got to make sure they elevate the ball to a certain part. And I always said, if it's below the middle of my thigh, I'm just going to spit on it because it's going to break out of the zone. Whether it's a slider or a change up, if it starts at a certain point on the plate, if it started like right on the outside corner and you see the break, you can spit on it. But even if it's like outer, say outer third and it starts at your kneecap, it's going to break below the zone. So you yeah. got to, as a hitter, you got to kind of eliminate certain areas where a pitch can start and finish. And you got to know, okay, I got to eliminate this part and make sure it gets to this part so I can hit it. And that's something they're going to have to do the series or they're not going to hit the ball at all. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, here's the, uh, here's the pitching matchups, man. Um, you got Carrasco versus Strider in game one. You got Taiwan Walker versus Charlie Morton in game two. And pretty much it looks like a throwaway game for the Braves almost. You got Scherzer versus Odorizzi. And then you got DeGrom, which I think is either going to be freed if he gets cleared. If he doesn't get cleared, it'll probably be Kyle Wright. I, I, I like the matchups. I, I, I see it as, you know, Snit looking at, okay, we're probably not going to take the whole series. No, but but we we we've got to, and and I think that's why a lot of these younger pitchers, even though the doubleheader bringing up the extra pitcher, um, was part of the deal, but throwing some of these younger pitchers at a at a Miami club that's not real good, um, to 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 give Strider and all them a little extra rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the matchup, especially early on, and 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 you know Strider can be on his A game, and 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 they can win the first two games in the series. And then you're looking at game three and four, you know. That's tough. It's it's going to be a, it's going to be tough, but but it's going to be a playoff atmosphere. It is. And, and and you know players tend to, you know, once that adrenaline hits, and 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 the the crowds get excited, and and it's going to be if if I looked at it correctly, and I very well could not have, uh, you know, night games. I mean, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. And, and, you know, hopefully it'll get the Braves amped up a little bit and get, you know, hopefully Ronald will, you know, be able to, uh, to play a little bit, but just get everybody hyped up and ready to play. And, and that government, let's go take four of them. Let's get back in, in this race. Yeah. The very minimal, man, you got to figure out how to take three of these. Like you got, like, you look at the first two matchups, you got to be like, if you're the Braves, you're like, we got to win those first two games. Yes. And then you got to figure out how to just scratch one out against either Scherzer or DeGrom. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, you probably most realistically, you're not gonna win both of those games against Scherzer and Degrom. You just you just can't count on that. But you can count on trying to win the first two against Carrasco and yeah. Walker. I mean, they're bottom. And I am not trying to insult the guys, but when you look at the pitching around the league, you look at Carrasco and Walker, and you're like, okay, that's kind of mid to lower tier pitching. <laughs> so, because then you see Scherzer and Degrom as the elite guys in the league, which they are. So yeah, and and. It, it kind of reminds me, it's an, it's an old high school philosophy, especially here in the state of Georgia when you get in those three-game series in the playoffs. If, if, if you're going to play a team that's got really good pitching and you know their number one starter starting game one, you're not starting your number one. You're going after their number two with your number one right. just to try to split the first day. And, and I think the Braves kind of 
doing that a little bit. I think right now with not sure with what uh, if Max is going to be able to come back or not. You know, Strider's kind of uh, has the stuff to be, you know, uh, the guy. And if he's on, it's going to be electric. It will. And, and, and the matchup for him favors him, I think. Um, so I'm just excited about the series. Just ready to get it going. I am too, man. Um, but I, Charlie Morton's got to be Charlie Morton this series. He does. You, you got to go out there and you got to shove it down their throat for about seven to eight innings and not give up anything. If if anything, you got you can only give up one or two. I mean, Taiwan's mm-hmm. been pretty good, but he has kind of fallen off here in the second half. His ERA has gotten a little inflated. But I mean, he, Charlie also gave up five against the Red Sox. So you oh, yeah. got to shut that down. And the Red Sox don't are not a top tier offense by any means this year. So you really got to kind of lock it in and just you got to pitch your game. You got to get sinker. You got to get slider. You got to get breaking ball. Make your change up in a little bit, man. And you should be able to keep these guys off balance and make sure Atlanta pitchers, please, this series, just please pound the strike zone. Just do it for me. That way I'm not sitting there screaming at the TV to throw <laughs> just throw the ball over the freaking plate because you drive me yeah. insane when you don't throw strikes. But it, with with Charlie, you know, yeah, you want seven or eight, but I think if they get six and can get to, you know, get into the Braves bullpen, especially how Tyler, you know, pitched today, I think it was. Yep. Uh, I, I – I like our chances. One run ball game. I, I I think we can, you know, either squeeze squeeze a run through or a couple runs through. Or I think our bullpen's going to going to be okay if we can if we can get six innings from a starter. Yeah, and the, if you're the Braves' offense, man, you got to knock these starters out as early as you can. Work their freaking yes. pitch count. Get them out of the game. Get them in that bullpen because you're not going to get Serge or Degrom out of that bullpen. So you want to try to tire out as many arms there as you can, and then put the pressure on them to go deep in the game. Yep. Because, I mean, if if they kind of have a cakewalk through the first two, it's not going to be pretty at, at three and four. So, um, big series, man. It, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, dude, I hope the freaking Mets just don't get any more damn bloopers. I can't stand that crap anymore. No, Today, I, against the Phillies, yeah. they had three of them for RBI hits. Say, as a very average average high school if average high school pitcher i was it i would much rather a son of a gun hit the dang thing out of the park than hit a little cni single or blooper over my second baseman's head it would drive me absolutely insane nothing pisses me off more than a ground ball that doesn't get past second base or third base and just barely gets past the pitching mound for a single and then drives in a run nothing drives me up a wall more than that yes I'm a little dinker over freaking shortstop's head. And that's all they've been dang doing. But um, it's going to be fun series. Good pitching matchups. Um, you got the Braves offense. Hopefully they wake up, man. It's going to be fun to see what uh, Grissom does against these guys. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I am too. Because uh, this is going to be a team that's, that's going to make those – adjustments and and see some things maybe some other teams hadn't seen so far because they're going to have a little bit better scouting report report um and and i think it's gonna be tougher on the young man and and it's gonna really 
kind of show what kind of character he has, which I think is good. I saw his interview after his home run, and he seems like a phenomenal kid that just loves yep. to play the game. And he, yep. I mean, he's like a kid in a candy house right now. Oh yeah. And 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 his eyes are wide open, and and, and he's just enjoying the time. And 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 it's always good to see that. I can remember the Frank Coors and Jason Haywards, and 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 seeing them, you know, after their first big games. And, yep. Uh, something you know he'll he'll definitely never forget and he'll be able to tell his grandchildren one day so well let me let me brag on the young man a little bit you okay with that absolutely so the adjustments that i saw this kid make today all right so he kind of struggled a little bit with the sliders away and the change-ups that broke that started in the zone and then broke down out of the zone he struggled with that quite a bit and today you can see that he made the adjustment of spitting on anything that started at a certain point like i was telling you about like when it mm -hmm. started at a certain point he just spit on it today and i mean he 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 had two professional at bats late in the game where we needed somebody on base and he he <laughs> i think both of them were like 13 pitch at bats man and he fought he he fouled off pitchers pitches and again i mean he got a couple big hits today he got a couple line drive singles and i think one of them was on a slider early in the count and he was able to drive it, but I mean, he just, he looks so much better. I mean, you could see like as soon as the pitcher threw it out of his hand, like he just didn't want it. So, I mean, he was laying mm -hmm. off change ups low. He was laying, laying off the sliders out. We're out of the zone and even maybe it was on his own a little bit, but he was, he's like, I don't want it. And he had a specific area where he knew he wanted to swing the bat. And when he got it there, he didn't miss it. Well, and, and I think that he put, he puts Braves with it, you know, as long as he's, successful he puts the Braves in a really good situation and and i it was does. thinking about this when i was driving down the road dansby's going to want that 10-year deal i don't know and, if it's going to be and, 10 boss but he's definitely going to uh, want a six-year deal probably i mean he's going to want a big deal a lot of money yeah and you know braves can use that as leverage and say hey we don't have to give you that right. if you want to be a brave you know this is what we can offer you now, you know, let's say Dansby does take it, okay? You know, what do you do with Gressel? Well, it, that field I, I looks pretty good then. Let's say, uh, you know, I was reading today, you know, possibly left field, but then yep. in this scenario kind of popped in my head, okay, uh, kind of a taller kid, lanky kid. You know, why not, um, you know, maybe give third base a shot and, you know, maybe – Riley is a, a DH or, you know, some sort of platoon deal at first base with him and Olsen and, you know, uh -huh. DH one day play the next. I know uh, that's tough. And, and, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it just gets brave so many more options. It does. If, if he's success, successful. Yeah, uh, especially. Uh, so I'm big leave Austin Riley alone. Because <laughs> ever since he's, I mean, he's your guy now. I mean, he just signed that 10 year deal and yeah, I mean, ever since he was left alone at third base and just was able to play, he that's when he took off. I'm not taking Olsen off first for anybody because, I mean, he's got Freddie Freeman-esque defense, and that's pretty yeah. high praise from watching Freddie for 13 years. Mm -hmm. And left field is probably going to be open. Um, Eddie Rosario is probably going to be moved to that DH spot, and we'll talk about Ozuna here in just a second. I got it. <laughs> um, but – it just gets you more athletic in the outfield because I don't think Adam Duvall's do he's his arbitration last year was this year so he's yeah he's gonna be a free agent after this year so I mean I would love to have Duvall back but I mean if if the kid's ready the kid's ready 
But again, it, it really depends on whether or not Dansby Swanson wants to come back or not. And if he doesn't, you know, if you don't want to be a Brave, I'm sure Adam Duvall would be more than happy to come back for a couple of years and play yeah. left field, and then you slot Vaughn and they're short. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm with you on that. I, I, I just think you. I mean, he's if if you're going to keep him up, you got to keep him in the lineup. Yep, he's got to play. And and you know, if if Dansby signs a a big deal, you got to find somewhere else to put this kid, and you don't want to trade him because he's a talent. No. I don't think the Braves are even entertaining that. Yeah. I just – man, it's it's hard for me if I'm the Atlanta Braves to look at Dansby's – just his whole body of work and what he's done in the seven years he's been with the Braves. He's done, he's done a lot of good, but he has struggled up until really – 2020 was kind of like his – even though it was a shortened COVID year, he kind of broke out of it a little bit in 2020. <laughs> 2021, he continued to build off of that. Now he's slumped badly in the second half, which he's kind of slumping now right now, but he's had a really good year. But are you going to look at him and be like, dude, yeah, I'm going to give you a six-year contract off of two good seasons? Uh, me personally, no. No, you, I mean, you heard me years ago when, when Des, Dansby first came up. Uh, you know, I, I think he was a great talent. I did not think that he was somebody that you can build a franchise around. Um you know, I, I just was never really, you know, there was a lot of hoo-ha and all that stuff about how good he was and how good he was at Vandy and all that. And, and yeah, he was, but, um, you know, I just, I, I don't see go down the road, very long-term deal no. I mean, with him and the Braves. I don't. I think he's 27, 28 now, man. I mean, if you're looking at, I can't imagine the Braves going more than four or five years for Dansby, and I don't think they're yeah. going to offer him the money that he wants. He's going to want $20, 25000000 million a year, probably more oh, close yeah. to that twenty five. But mm-hmm. if I'm the Braves, I'm like, look, man, you can have you can have your five-year deal. We'll give you an option, but we're only going to keep you at $17 million a year. Yeah. Because look at what Austin Riley's doing over there offensively at third base. I mean, now – his, his defensive metrics, now, I don't look at a whole lot of defensive metrics. I just don't. This, um, they just – they don't they don't really do justice to the body of work, I don't feel like. They're just not quite, you know, as good as the offensive stats. So, I kind of mm-hmm. ignore it. But Austin Riley, he's gotten a whole lot better at third base. His defense yeah. is not a liability over at third base. Now, some will argue because of the statistics that he is a liability over there, but – no, he's not. Especially if you compare him to early on his career, he's not a liability anymore. He 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 makes up for it at the plate. Uh-huh. And is is he a bigger guy and and going to have some mobility issues? Yes. Uh, but it, you know, you hitting 25, 30 home runs a game. I mean, a year. Sorry. I mean, you gonna find? I can live with that. <laughs> I mean, Ter- Terry Pendleton was not the best of defensive third baseman you know the Braves ever had. No, and, but he he made a career of hitting the ball. I mean, and, and, and he made the he made the plays right at him. How about that? There, I mean, that's what Chipper Jones did for what twenty mm-hmm. years. Chipper Jones never yeah. won a Gold Glove. He was never a phenomenal defender. He'd probably be the first one to tell you that he made a living at the plate, and that is what Austin yeah. Riley's doing. Dan probably thanks the Lord. Yeah. He thanks the Lord every day. He moves from shortstop over to third. Yeah, I mean, I probably saved his career an extra five years for sure. But Dansby, man, he just—he's a good defensive shortstop, and he's taken the next level jump defensively this year, according to statistics. And you can see it on the field of play. 
But how much do you attribute that to the shifting that the Braves always do? And is that going to go away next year when the shift is banned? And then can we count on your offense to be there year after year? I don't know if I'm Alex Anthopoulos and I'm saying, absolutely, I'm going to give you a six-year deal for $23 million a year. I'm not going to do it. I give you 17 for five with an option, and it's going to be a mutual option. I'm not going to give you yes. the option where you're automatically going to pick up the money and go, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be a Brave dancing, you're going to have to take probably a discount because, I mean, Brave's got some leverage, if, especially if this kid continues on a tour of pace for the next five weeks. And, but, and then, and, the, and this is what I was thinking riding down the road too. Okay, Braves lose, lose Dansby. Now you can take that money and go find a frontline starter. Yep. You know what the big rumor is, don't you? Uh, I've, I've heard a couple. The big one is uh, somebody tweeted that the Braves would be favored to sign Jacob DeGrom this offseason. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the one I saw. I didn't want to speculate without somebody else seeing it. Yeah. Uh, but even then, I would only go short-term deal. I'd pay DeGrom a crap load of money up front for two years. 100% would do it. I just yes. want to give him a long-term contract. No. I mean, I, I think a, 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 a two-year deal is like a one-year deal. I, th- I don't think there's any bad one- or two-year deals. Cole Hamels was a bad uh, one-year deal. Well, <laughs> he, he was – you know, that was more or less, okay, see what we could, we could get out of him. It wasn't and nothing. You, yeah, it wasn't nothing. Uh, but, you know, kind of help – you needed that professional to kind of help groom some of these younger pitchers. And and he had been in the spotlight. He had understand you know about championship franchises and stuff like that. And and, and I, I I mean I didn't like the results, but I, I at the time I really liked the sign. I, I agree with you on that. At the time it was a good it was a good signing at the time, but it didn't turn pan out. And not all of them do. No. But all right, so you ready to get into these new segments, man? Let's do it. All right, so this is my my personal favorite, Ryan's rant. Because, buddy, you know me. I can get on some rants now. (laughs) (laughs) My rant of this episode is going to be none other than Marcel Ozuna. This year, Marcel is hitting 214, buddy, with 20 homers. Looks all right. 46 RBIs, E, with 107 punch-outs and only 27 walks. Now, before we get into anything, here is his career, Braves Country. This is what he has done as a career hitter on average. He's a 268 career hitter who averages about 27 homers a year and about a 750 OPS, which is which is about an average player. And he has done anything but be an average player this year. You've been a liability on the base paths. You've been a liability in the outfield. And now you've become a liability in the batter's box. And listen, Marcel, we, we, we can't have it no more. So, first of all, get your swing right. You got to stop flying open just to cheat every single heater that you're not getting right now. Secondly, you got to fix your approach at the plate, man. Pitchers have been living on the outside corner with sliders, and they have been living down in the zone on changeups out of the strike zone. You need to shrink your swing zone. That is the area where you're like, this is definitely where I'm going to be swinging the bat. You have to shrink that until you get to two strikes. When you do get to two strikes, then okay, you're probably going to swing at some crap pitches just because, you know, it's two strikes. But, I mean, your approach, man, if you want to look for a specific pitch and a location, that's fine. But stop guessing every single pitch. It is so obvious that you are guessing every single pitch right now. It's not even funny. One pitch, you're going to, you're guessing fastball, you swing freaking three days early, and it's a slider that ends up in the other batter's box. 
We can't, we can't have that. You need to get with Rick, with the hitting coaches and y'all need to come up with a game plan. Obviously they have done pretty well with game plans in the past for the Braves hitters. Get with them and you got to stick to it. Do not deviate from it. Quit freaking swinging at crap that's off the plate and quit guessing on every single pitch. Read the ball out of the hand, and if it is in your swing zone early in the count, go for it. Everything else, lay off of it. That's how you become an elite hitter in the big leagues, man. You can just – I mean, that's what Riley does. He has his area where he's going to swing early in the count, and everything else he just spits on. Uh, that – that is and that that is probably the biggest part of my rant right now is just Marcelo Zuna. Well, what you think, buddy? I've got a I've got a rant about that too. And it's very simple. <laughs> okay. The Mexican Mexican League needs another big name to put butts in the seats. <laughs> there you go. That fixes it all. He's gonna make a little bit of money and the Braves are gonna be rid of him. Yeah, I mean he's gonna do fifteen million over the next two years, I think, after this year, man. But you just look. If we could get this, this is my goal for Marceau. All right, hear me out. Braves country, hear me out. He's already at 20 homers. Get you 28 to 32. That should be your goal for the homers. Don't worry about RBIs. Get your average from 214 to 244. That is very doable over the next six weeks. But you have to make a conscious effort to stay with your game plan and not just, just swing at crap that doesn't make any sense. It, it's, it's, it's it's very alarming right now how bad your approach is at the plate. Now today it was a little bit better. Last I would say his last three out of six at bats have been a little bit better. He's taken some swings, gotten some line drives to right field, hit one deep to right field. I think in last night's game, but overall, man, it it just it, it's been anything but good. But if the Braves really want to lengthen the lineup and they really want to have a deep run of the postseason. This kid, this guy is going to have to be a force. We all know what he can do. We saw it in 2020. We, what think what you want? That 60 big league games plus postseason games where this dude posted and absolutely raked, and he's raked in the past. It's there. He's just got to get out of his own head, and he's got to just he's just got to have a better approach at the plate. And I think really his approach at the plate is going to fix his swing. See, I think so too. Because because uh, I mean if. I'm not saying he doesn't have an idea of what he's up there looking for. It doesn't um, look like it, but uh, it doesn't look like it. And but you know if if he would just change his mindset a little bit. I mean he's so gung ho. I'm trying to hit the dang thing out of the park, which is fine. I mean, you know, a lot of great hitters. That's that's been their mindset. You mm -hmm. know, for for years. And I'm just going to hit it as far as it goes, or whatever. And average don't count. All that other stuff. But you know. Take a few games, maybe a week, and start thinking about trying to just hit the ball into right field. Keeping my hands inside, simplify. Yep. And, and you know me, when 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 I have a hitter that gets into a funk, I don't start adding things. I don't start talking. I start no. taking things out. Yep. And simplify, simplify, simplify. Make solid contact, and then go from there. And yep. I, I kind of think that's what the route he's got to go. Is okay. Let's let's simplify my swing. And let's just worry about making solid contact and let the results, you know, just happen the way they happen. Hell, shit. Don't even have – just don't even get solid contact. Just keep your hands inside and poke the ball to right field because yeah. they're giving you the whole right side of the infield, buddy. Have three or four dinkers go over there, you might get your average up to 225. Yeah. 
I mean, which, granted, he did that last couple games, and his swing looked good, but at the same point, I, I think it was a couple of bats today, he just flew way, way open. I mean, he, well, it, you know, hitting is so much about balance, too. You know, if you're flying out, flying open, the pitchers see it, too. You can ask oh, 100%. Uh, uh, um, oh, well, uh, Don Sutton. He said, as a pitcher, he looked at a hitter and he saw two things. He saw leaners and leakers. Yep. If you were leaner or falling out over the plate, he was throwing you inside. Yep. If you were flying open and leaking out, you were getting steady dose all speed outside because you won't touch it. And that's all he's gotten. Mm-hmm. Well, and this I get why he's trying to fly open and hit the ball, but because he was getting blown up to death on the inside part of the plate early on in the year. But that ship has sailed. They are not pitching you inside anymore, so you got to make another adjustment and start going to right field. And this is where just reading the pitch, simplify it. Just just find the ball coming out of the pitcher's hand and reading the spin and just trust your hands on where they're going to take your bat path. That is the most simple approach you can have as a hitter is see the ball and trust your hands. Because if you, if you do that, I promise you, Nine out of ten times, your hands are going to stay inside the ball, and you're going to square it up somewhere. Oh, and and I think he needs to to, to have a little sit time, sit down time with with Chipper too. Chipper needs to Chipper talk to him was, about approach. Ch- Chipper was the man. He, Chipper would tell you there would there would be times that yeah, a pitcher would get him out on his front foot, but his hands were so good that he could keep his hands back mm-hmm. and at least just punch it in you know opposite field, which you know he was you know depending on what side of the box he was you know hitting him but he could keep his hands inside keep his hands back and at least get something you know on it to you know single to left field or single to right field even when he was full yep i mean you i mean countless big leaguers who are now retired said chipper made a living off of hitting off his front foot oh gosh yeah and he did so i mean even if you want to hit off your front foot marcel you probably got one of the best hitters in the who ever played the game to talk to mm-hmm. You need to get like, I don't. It's not many flaws with your swing band. I think more of it's just mental and your approach. That's that's really what needs to change. And the second part of my rant, buddy, Jake Odorizzi, please, for everybody who wears a Braves jersey as a fan, and even for your coaches, just throw the ball over the plate. There is absolutely no reason why you should be down two one three one in every single count. Measuring your spots by three or four inches. You have great stuff. Use it. Move it in, out, up, and down, and you're going to be fine. Doesn't matter what. I don't care if you're not commanding one part of the plate. You cannot just keep throwing to one side of the plate and expect big league hitters to just not notice it. They're going to notice it. So you got to pitch to both sides of the plate. Even if you drill a couple guys inside, at least you keep them off the outside corner where you're going to go. Oh, and, and it goes back with him. Give me innings. I mean, g- give me six or seven, because more than likely Snit's not going to have him matched up against a Degrom or you know somebody else's you know elite pitchers. Well, give we me this six. Week. Or, yeah, well, I know, but g- give me six or seven. Get me to the bullpen in a tight game. I'll and, take five and, good and, innings right now, man. Just give me five. Yeah, I, I got mean, a nasty pen. Eat innings. And 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 draw your paycheck. If you go five hundred on the year, that's great. But just Eat me innings. That's all I want. Yeah, save our bullpen some innings, man. Golly, I mean, this is the time of year where bullpens are called upon religiously. So yep. every inning that you can give them is an inning saved on the pen, and that's what we need right now. 
and right. and and I think Snit too. You know, I, I I know that we're not in a or the Braves are not in a scenario where we can just let some games get away. Nope. But I I think you know, Jake's one of those. If he's having bad, or if he's not pitching real well, you just got to let him go, and you got to save your pen a little bit, and and focus on taking you know either two out of three every series or three out of four, and was, knowing that his his start's not going to be the the one you win. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, boss, we only got five weeks left. Yeah, well, I know. So it's it's tough. I mean. I'd be okay if we if we had to go in as a wild card. I'd be okay, but I mean we're still in striking distance. We're only five and a half back. I mean, and this is this is what I'm counting on. I am counting on the Mets offense to eventually crap their pants. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm waiting on. It's going to happen eventually, whether it's in the regular season or when they finally get to the big boy postseason and all they see yeah. is number ones, and then they're they're going to crap themselves there. I'm hoping it happens this series. That's what I'm hoping for. Oh, I am too. All right, buddy. You got any memories you'd like to share with us? Mark, memories with Marcus. Got a great one right here. Let's do and, it. And it's, it's, it's not Braves related, but it's it's, it's about okay. a guy that uh, pitched against the Braves a lot. Okay. Um, and it's, and, and I, I, you, I think you'll recall the name, a guy by the name of Jonathan Broxton. Yes, sir, I do. Big time closer for the Dodgers and then finished his career, I believe, with uh, – well, he went to Milwaukee, and I think he finished up in Cincinnati. But I can yeah. remember my first year coaching. Um, we, were, we were playing first-round state playoffs. We were playing at home. We were a two-seed, one of the better seasons we, we had had at the high school I was coaching at in Little Cairo, Georgia. But um, we go up against a Burke County, and this massive human being comes off of their uh, their charter bus. Yeah. McDonald's. I mean, he had like five double cheeseburgers and he was every bit of 300 pounds, even though he was six foot four, he was a big old boy. And, uh, you know, our game plan was going into that series was okay. We, we have got to see pitches and he cannot come back day two. We don't want to, we, I mean, yeah, we wanted to win a game or win the first game of the series. We knew he was going to pitch the first game of the series, but we were going to do everything in our power to make sure he did not come back on day two and pitch. And he pitched seven innings, one hit, and threw 60 pitches. Dang, man, y'all got a hit? One hit. Hey. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and he hung a curveball. Uh, but, I mean, we, we did not grind at bats. We couldn't even touch his stuff. Was, it, was that when and, he was throwing 96, 97? I mean, yeah. yeah he was – well, his, his last pitch – and I'll get to that in a second, but he – I mean, there was major league scouts all over the place. They were putting the gun on him. Um, so we come back game two, or, or game two. We threw our number one. We win decisively. Game three, like, okay, we're going to see this guy for about three more innings, and then he's going to be done. No, that son of a gun came in through seven more innings. His last pitch after two games within a 24-hour period was 98 miles an hour. And to top it <laughs> off – he they beat us like I think it was two to one or two to zero, and he hit a two run homer to win the game. So it just uh, uh, uh one thing I learned from it, you got to figure out a way to grind out at bats. You mm-hmm. you, you got to figure out a way to getting number one pitchers out of a game, and especially when you get into you know seven game series, World Series, or, you know 
or you know shorter series, that number one does not come back 100 percent. No. And if he does, then you're in trouble. Yep. So that's that's one of my many of baseball memories. How far did that homer go, buddy? All right. So in K roll, our center field was probably about 380. Okay. And uh, I know not everybody understands the 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 setup in K roll, but uh, it landed in the middle of a football practice field, which probably at least 420, 430 feet away. <laughs> And when he hit it, it was no doubt. I was like, go eat you another cheeseburger, it. man. Just just go eat another cheeseburger because it's over. <laughs> <laughs> so this kid, he in three in two days, because I know y'all played a doubleheader, didn't you? Or did, was it over yeah, we three? Yeah, we, we split game one or uh, day one. Uh, okay. The, or lost the first one. You tell me this kid one. went 14 innings in a two-day span, yep. throwing 98. Throwing 98. His last pitch topped out at 98 miles an hour. Good freaking lord. Man. I was like, I need to get this guy's autograph. And but he he shook our hands. He got on the bus. I don't I guess he was hungry or whatever, because he was a massive human being. I mean, if you, you stood beside him, you're like, How does this kid throw 98 miles an hour? I mean, he looks like he needs to be playing uh, offensive tackle at University of Georgia or something. <laughs> that and that's that just shows you how good the big leagues man is. Because that yeah. dude could only he, come in for an inning and be yeah. electric. That's crazy. Yeah, but and he had a pretty decent major league career. He did. He had a solid big league career. All right. So to finish up on a positive note, which we always try to do, um, hats off to Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder for pitching 13 innings and only walking, I think, a combined two guys and giving up three runs. Especially for Ian, because you knew he's been in the big league pretty much. 2020 and 2021, and then you're gonna, you know, you're getting sent down to AAA afterwards. It's probably not an easy thing going into a big league game, trying to push that out of your brain and trying to dominate as long as you can. And then Bryce Elder, kind of the same thing, knowing you're going down to AAA, no matter how you pitch. And I mean, you absolutely threw the ball beautifully today. Everybody from Braves country, thanks you. I know your teammates, thanks y'all. Uh, y'all did a fantastic job this weekend. Well, and, and I think that too, and I think what you have to look at too with all these younger guys that, that's come up the past couple of weeks, and, and yes, the Braves farm system is down. Uh, traded a lot of you know big pieces in the past few years to make some acquisitions, but I still think it's, it's competitive enough, competitive enough to, to keep the, Atlantas, uh, the Atlanta Braves competitive um, year after year. And uh, I, I think that still, even though John Scherholz is not around, the player development, the 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 recruiting and and, and all that, the, the the going out to high school games and, and getting these high school kids and and you know I, I, I still think the Braves do a really good job of finding talent and grooming talent, and and it's shown the past couple of weeks. It has. So I mean, this Bra- Braves administration organization just keep doing what you're doing yeah you know, is every year going to be a world series no but you know you're 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 keeping this organization competitive and you have a chance every year i mean that's all you can ask yes. for as a player and you're doing it with your homegrown guys you're 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 not the yankees yeah. with, with this open pocketbook and can go and and spend an astronomical amount of money every single year and have no farm system whatsoever um, and, and, you know, I, I think that 
the, there's only one organization I truly believe that does it better than Atlanta Braves right now. And, and uh, I've always been a big fan of the Tampa Bay Rays. They do really I think good. They, they do. And to, to their handicap, they can't keep the guys that they develop around because they can't give them the money they deserve. But I mean, they I think that's the biggest job. thing. That that's the biggest thing that this game is missing nowadays, is the player development part. I would um, and yeah. it's just not there. I would argue. I would also add that as much as it pains me to say it, the Dodgers do an excellent job in that department too. I think they do too. They yeah. do, and uh, and and. Because um, you know they've got a lot of, you know, especially years past, a lot of homegrown homegrown talent and been successful. Peterson, um, Bellinger, Gavin yeah. Lux, Julio Urias. I mean, the list goes on for them too. And and you go back to the days of like Andre Ethier, and you know, yep. the, I mean, they yep. they do a good job developing. Clayton Kershaw, prime example there too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, they do an excellent job. Well, and to, to sum that part of it up, home homegrown talent's a whole lot cheaper than going out and having to buy somebody. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think the what out of the Braves' like starting lineup right now, you got who, who's the only guy who's really not homegrown in that starting lineup is Matt Olson. I'd say it's it's Olson, That's it. and then um, and then left field uh, and Eddie Rosario. Yeah, and Travis when he catches. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, you're filling a whole lot of your team, which is homegrown players. I heard, uh, I think it was Harold Reynolds the other night on uh, MLB Network. He he said, if you're a young player and you get drafted by an organization, he said, you probably hope it's the Atlanta Braves because they do a bit, probably the best job in developing young talent and making sure they're prepared for the big leagues. Oh, yeah. Which and, is and- improving. And they're not afraid to, okay, I pulled a guy up, just like with Ian Anderson, even though he's been up in a couple of years. Hey, you need to go down and just breathe a little bit. Yep. And, and, and go back to your roots a little bit. And, and they're not afraid to do that. And, 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 and that's why they've been one of the best organizations for the last, what, 30 years. Yep. Yep. But we got a big series coming up starting tomorrow night, man. It's going to be uh... – it's going to be extremely interesting, man. I think the biggest keys for the Braves, pitchers, throw strikes. Don't mm-hmm. give any – don't make an average big league hitter a very good big league hitter because you you can't throw strikes. Put the ball in the zone. Make them beat you. I have no problem if they beat us. I have a problem when we beat ourselves. And if you're the yes. hitters, make sure you have a game plan going up against these guys because they are going to tunnel their pitches extremely well meaning they're going to have a fastball and a slider or a changeup probably coming out of the same slot hole. So you got to make sure you eliminate the part of the zone where the ball is going to dip out of the zone, and you got to make sure it's staying in that zone where you can hit it. Those are, those are my two keys for the Braves this weekend, along with playing solid defense like they always do. Say, so, Well, I, I think it's going to come down to the first batter. And if, if the first batter grinds out 10, 12 pitch at bat, against Strider right off the get-go, it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long freaking day. <laughs> if if Strider goes, good morning, good afternoon, good night, go sit the bench, day. the crowd's going to go nuts, and it's going to be a really good day. And, and you know, some, Ronald, somebody has got to do something to get the crowd. I've never been an adamant about crowds 
and all that stuff, but got to get the crowd involved and you got to get the crowd excited. And Atlanta does it better than anybody else in baseball when it comes to crowd excitement and, and getting people excited about a game. Cause I think the excitement that comes from the fans excites the young players that the Atlanta Braves have. And yeah. Grissom's going to come in like deer in headlights, like, oh, my gosh, this is huge. And and, and I think he's going to have a big series. He's going to have fun, man. Mm-hmm. Him and – I mean, it's it's going to be a good series. I, th- um, I want to give a little love to Ronald Acuna. He had an absolutely phenomenal road trip, man. I think he hit like 370, 380 this road trip. Had a little mm-hmm. bit of pop come back. And his defense was really good. He looked like the old Ronnie. And I, I am say, so happy to see that. He got a little bit of that swagger back. And, yes, he but did. In, in, in the same sense, too, I think he's got to calm down a little bit. Uh, I, you know me. Uh, I'm old-fashioned. You old school, if, man. <laughs> if it, you hit a home run on me and you start tapping your chest, might not be the first time you come back up the bat, but the second at bat, I don't care if it's for one pitcher. I'm bringing the hardest throwing guy I've got, and you're going to get one right up under your chin. Come on, Marcus. I, you got to let the uh, kids play. Now, I, granted, I mean, I understand, and, and and I'm glad Ronald's on our side, and, and, and it doesn't irk me as much as if I was that opposing manager uh, because he is on our side. Uh, but, you know, just be careful with the celebrating so you don't tweak a knee or something like that. <laughs> yes, that's about the only thing I'd be worried about. Um. Uh, he's gonna have a big series. He's yeah, I well, he know he's chomping at the bit. His his knee's healthy. He did pinch it today, and he did play in the outfield. I think it was the last three outs. So he he's he's fine. He'll be in the lineup tomorrow. Well, and 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 like we we talked about last week with him, and I know we're trying to conclude, but you know he's once he mentally grows up, he can be that guy that can uh-huh. carry a team because he's got all five tools. And and you know you don't it, it's. Today's game, having that five-tool baseball player is very rare, and he's got it all, and he knows he's got it all. Hundred <laughs> percent, he knows. But I don't I mean, if I was him, I would, I would, I would think that too. Oh, I, I mean, in this, <laughs> in this game, man, you know as well as anybody that you got to have some cockiness as you a do. player. You got to, because otherwise, yep. the mental part of the game is going to get to you. So and you, I think you, for you, the first time in his career this year, it got to him. And, say, and, and you got to sell uh, sell T-shirts too, so uh, you make a little extra money doing that. <laughs> but I think he he's I, I'm a, I'm officially back on the Ronnie train. I think he's back, and I think he's going to have a huge series against Mets because the Mets did a lot of crap talking that last series. Maybe not the Mets, but the Mets fans they did a lot of crap talking. And I no, know that's just them in general between them and Philly fans. I don't know which one's worse. Other than Met fans. I've interacted with some Philly fans, man. They're 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 rough, but the Mets fans are just ignorant to to say. And I'm not saying all Mets fans, but the ones I've interacted with, man, godly, they're ignorant. They just think the world of the, their team themselves and aren't really realistic to anybody else. But I think that's a lot of New Yorkers, man. It is. It's, yeah. it's they're just a different breed up there. Buddy, there's a reason why you and I stay south of the Mason-Dixon line. You are 100%, buddy. 100%. I just couldn't deal with those people up there. (laughs) (laughs) I just couldn't deal with them. All right, man. Um, When do you want to try to do the next one? Uh, We can do it sometime latter part of this week. Uh, You want to shoot shoot for Thursday night or you want to shoot more towards Friday? 
I say probably more towards no Friday. I got football game. Thursday will have to be a little bit later because I've got a booster club meeting. That's fine. You want to see that probably won't get done until uh, we're supposed to start at say it won't get done till eight. So eight forty five will be the earliest I get home. I mean, we could do it from nine nine thirty whenever, man. Okay. All right. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right, boss.